Welcome to the Care to Change podcast. We are grateful to have you join us today. We are continuing our series on finding connection and love with a conversation between April and our counselor, Teresa Land, as they discuss how to connect with your kids in the age of technology. Thank you for being a part of this conversation as we hope to offer you practical solutions for positive change. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. This is April Bordeaux. I'm so glad that you have chosen to spend this time with us today. I'm really excited. We're in the middle of a series right now on finding connection and love. Our first week, we had a guest, Mike Spencer, who really talked a lot about safety and boundaries and how to know when someone is safe and how to set boundaries. If you missed that, I want to encourage you to go back and and take a listen to that. Last week, we had Teresa with us. She was our first time guest, and she's one of our counselors here. And wow, what a discussion that we had about how to move from feeling like a roommate back to being a soulmate. So what happens in marriage that causes this disconnect. And this week, we have another Teresa, a different Teresa. Teresa Land is here with us. And we're going to talk today about how to connect with your kids in this age of technology. And what a hot topic this is. I'm a parent of two teenagers. Teresa, I know you're a parent too. Technology is a real thing in our lives. And this series is about connecting. And so I'm really excited to get into this topic today. But before we start, Teresa, welcome. I'm so glad you're here today. Thank you for having me today. This is Teresa Land's first time to be with us. And so Teresa, tell me a little bit just for our listeners, since you're new to our podcast, tell me what you love to do and who you love to serve here at Care to Change. Yeah, so I am pretty new to Care to Change. I've been here just a couple months. And I previously um, have been working in counseling, but took a break and was home with my family for a while and then was in the ministry for a couple years. And so now that my kids are both in school, this has been an awesome opportunity for yeah. me to jump back into something that I love. And so I'm just so excited to be on board with Care to Change. And I love serving women here. Mm-hmm. I love working with women with anxiety and depression, wi- women's issues, women who are healing from abuse. Yes. And what excites me so much about being at Care to Change is that not only am I able to share with them some just truths about like good practice for them and evidence-based practice, but also able to incorporate the hope of Christ yes. into it and sharing all that that Christ does in our healing journey as well. Yes, it's so beautiful to be able to integrate one additional tool, you know, an extra tool that really does make a difference. And we're so glad that you're here. So ladies, if you're listening, you're struggling with anxiety, healing, got out of a relationship in an abusive relationship, that's uh, Teresa's your your person to help you with that. I mean, we have lots of great counselors here, but you heard her say that this is her passion. And I'm so glad that you're here because it is so needed for women these days, especially. And so anxiety and depression is just at all time high. And Mm -hmm. that need for healing is just so great right now. So I'm glad you're here and especially glad that you're taking this leap into the podcast world. 
I haven't said this for a while, but you know, we're not podcasters here. We're not professional social media experts. We just have information and training and experience that we want to share with listeners so that they have something sort of to use in between sessions, uh, so to speak, so that um, they're just resources that are useful. We want to bring practical solutions to bring positive change. That's what we say. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that you stepped out and jumped into this podcast. We're all in this boat together. We're not podcasters. So glad you're here. Let's jump into this topic because I know as a parent, Again, like I said, I have two teenagers. Technology is a real thing and we see it everywhere. I mean, we're using it right now to get resources Mm -hmm. into the hands of people who might um, need it. So we know as much as, uh, as, as a parent, I want to downplay technology and not use technology and go back to the day when there was a phone attached to the wall and there was no such thing as a cell phone. As much as I sometimes want to go there, even though I do enjoy the benefits of it. We do know that there's some good in technology. So let's just get that straight out of the way. Teresa, name some things that let's just put it out there. There are some good things about technology. What do you see as good? Yeah, for sure. I am with you. I see that technology is a great thing. I love technology. Mm -hmm. Um, I love being able to listen to information like this. I love just in this busy time in my life that instead of sitting down and reading a book, I can pick up the audio version and listen to it while I'm cooking dinner. Um, And I love just the entertainment pieces that come from technology, streaming movies and being able to do things at home together with our family. And, And there is also just so much information out there for us to gain so many ways that we can learn through technology the games that our kids can engage in on technology have been wonderful for um, learning in all different ways and we're able to learn new skills and um, hop on YouTube or Pinterest and see how somebody else is doing something and just be able to do it ourselves and empowered us to be able to do so many more things I mean how would we have connected even just with education through this whole time of COVID, right? Yeah. Um, Without technology. So there have been certain benefits, even especially during this time of COVID, kids being able to, you know, stay connected at school Mm -hmm. um, to do their work, us to stay connected with our coworkers, us to stay connected with people who can't come to the office, but we can see them over tele. So definitely there is an element, you know, and like you said, and there's some fun in it too. You know, yeah. you just like, you wonder something like, oh, I can look that up really quickly and just get the, get the answer. Well, perceived answer at least, right? Yeah. Online. So yeah, there are some good elements to technology. So one of the things, if we're trying to connect with our kids, if we come on strong, like all tech is bad, we're really not being completely honest about it because there are benefits to mm-hmm. technology. And I don't think we're going to get very far in connecting with our kids if we approach it from technology is the devil, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. So that's one thing. So let's just call some good out in it. Um, that's not usually why parents call us because they're just in love with their technology. It's usually the <laughs> other way. Like I'm losing my kids. They're doing this on tech. What am I supposed to do? How do I monitor all of that? So let's talk a little bit about the dangers because sure. the reality is there are, are quite a few dangers and we've definitely seen the impact in clients that we we serve here. So talk some about uh, the dangers of technology. Yeah, for sure. So um, I think that with any good thing that it can become too much. 
And I think that when we are letting technology step out of its proper place and what it was intended for, that it can lead us to some dangers. And my pastor shared with us actually a book not too long ago called The TechWise Family. And in it, he just talked about a lot of different ways that like technology is in proper place and out of its proper place. Different things like if we're using it to bond with people, like you were talking about during COVID, where we're able to connect with those around us, the people that we love and that we have in our life, then it's in its proper place. But if you're using it to connect with celebrities and try to let them shape your worldview, then it's out of its proper place. Also, if you're trying to use it to connect with the world around you, like engaging in series like Planet Earth, where you can just see awe, then it is in its proper place. But if it is consuming all of your time and you're not even able to experience the environment that's really around you, then it's stepped out of its proper place. There's a whole list of all these things, of ways that it has stepped out, um, taken out of its proper place. And we can make a link available for you to read even more about that and excerpt and even get into that book. But there are dangers that are associated with putting it out of its proper place. And we're seeing that kids are spending an average of 10 hours and 45 minutes on media a day. Mm -hmm. And that is robbing us of time with our kids. Mm -hmm. And it is robbing our kids of the opportunity to experience the world around them. And we're also seeing that students are now using technology for a majority of their play and they are missing out on opportunities to have necessary challenges to their bodies and to to life and to the skills that they need uh, to connect with people. Yeah, yeah. When they're sitting for that period of time and they're not getting up and moving and connecting with real life people, it's definitely having an impact, not just in their ability to socialize, but Mm -hmm. in their physical well-beings. Yeah, for sure. And I've even noticed in my own kids, um, like they love to wake up in the morning, Saturday mornings before I get up and sit and watch TV. Um, And it became kind of a red flag to me when I would get up and get going and say, hey, do you want to have breakfast with me? And they're like, no, not hungry. But as soon as I turn that TV off, they realize I'm actually starving Starving. and I have to go to the bathroom. Yes. And so that was just a red flag to me that like they are engaging in TV too much in the mornings and that I need to help them develop that boundary and put it in its proper place. You know, it's it's so true. We talk about all the time helping adults and kids really listen to what their bodies are saying. Mm -hmm. You know, are you tired? Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Do you need to move? Because we're not at our optimal mental health if we're not listening Mm -hmm. to our bodies. And to sit for hours at a time, it distracts them from listening to their bodies. And so to get up and say, Oh, I have to run to the bathroom because I, I have to use the restroom. I didn't realize it or I'm starving. It's the the gaming is or the technology is robbing them of the ability to listen to what their bodies need. Mm -hmm. And then they're not going to be at their optimal. And I hear this from parents who say, I tell my kids 10 minutes until they get off of technology. And then they throw a fit, you know, and it's like, well, how long have they been sitting? And are they hungry? Mm -hmm. And are they well nourished? you know, while they're doing whatever it is that they're doing for that period of time. And if they're, if it's out of its proper place, like you're saying, they're not going to be at their best. So when mm-hmm. you ask them to do anything, 
you may not see their best version of themselves, you know, responding to you. So it's such a true statement. It's counterproductive to really what we want to teach our kids about taking care of themselves and listening to their body's needs. Yeah, for sure. And then when they're doing that for long periods of time, days after days, yes. that then leads, can lead to more damaging things. Things like we're seeing rates of depression and anxiety in children rising because of technology, that it's affecting their sleep cycles because they're not yes. able to get out and get the energy burned that they need and then they can't engage fully in that sleep and mm-hmm. get rested. And so it's impacting them long term. Yes just because they're ignoring the signs and the needs at the time. Yeah, I mean, we there's so much research on the impact of games and technology on brain health and how excessive use, you call it out of its proper place, mm-hmm. the negative impact on the brain. And so again, what we're not saying here is, all technology is bad mm-hmm. and don't use technology and don't game. That's not what we're saying. Although we could probably have a whole podcast on the different kinds of games, right? But it's about keeping it in its place mm-hmm. so that it doesn't become the teacher or the communicator, right? Or mm-hmm. the primary method of connection. Yeah. And because this is about how to connect with your, your kids in this age of technology, I want to ask, like, how do we connect with our kids who, you know, use technology, if we ourselves aren't a real fan of it. Yeah. So I have kind of four little points here that um, we can look at. And I think the first thing is really looking for the warning signs Mm -hmm. and educating your kids about the warning signs, letting them know like, hey, like this is, this is here for, like I'm giving these rules for a reason mm-hmm. and just here, this is what I'm seeing in you. I have, like I spent the time with my kids after I noticed that saying like, hey, do you realize that you didn't even think that you were hungry this whole time? Mm-hmm. And just showing them like there is an issue here mm-hmm. that's coming out of this excessive use that you're having and like just paying attention for the little signs like walking into the room and noticing your kids turning the media away feeling guilty about that or looking for possible like things creeping in with messaging and like Mm -hmm. them having peers reaching out to them that wouldn't normally. So there's definitely warning signs that we want to look for as it relates to connecting with our kids. Uh, And I think what you're saying and tell me if I'm wrong in this is we have a responsibility to protect them. Mm -hmm. And in order to connect with them, we need to first protect them. And so we need to look for the warning signs Mm -hmm. of, you know, misuse or excessive use. And we are the parents. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we forget, you know, we are the parents. And so these become our expectations in the home and for usage. And um, I know um, we have and we can, you know, if anyone is interested, just text us and we can send sort of a covenant that parents can mm-hmm. can give to kids in order to have technology, phones, whatever. It's a cell phone covenant that outlines, you know, usage and what's okay and when it's okay and where it's okay and mm-hmm. and for how long it's okay. And so then it becomes a conversation versus we're just managing behavior because what we don't want is to manage behavior of our kids and lose the connection and relationship mm-hmm. with our kids. 
right? And yes. so I know one of the things that with my kids, they, they have certain games that they like. It seems like games sort of go into waves. Even if I just sit and am interested, I'm terrible at games. I didn't grow up with video games. So I have no idea when I sit down, it's just pointless for me to play the games, but I will try to play the game or I will at least sit and say, tell me what you're doing. Well, who's that person? Why are you going in that room? What does that mean? And it's just a way for me to enter into their world with curiosity instead of judgment. And that opens the door for connection with them because now I'm interested in something they're interested in, even though to me, it's a complete waste of time. I'm entering into where they are. It's, it's not a, an improper place. It's not um, a dangerous place. It's me just saying, what is it like to be you in this world of technology and show me where you are? And that curiosity instead of judgment really does open the door for connecting. And then they begin to talk, you know, about other things. And I'm surprised sometimes how even my son, he can talk to me about his day while he's playing. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't use that at a lot because I, I want him to learn to sit across the table and, and speak eye to eye. But sometimes it's, you know, I get the unfiltered version a little bit. And so I, you know, want to make use of that. Some people do that in the car, you know, when they're mm-hmm. driving with their kids, their kids will just talk and talk in the car too. So what, how to use technology in a way that connects, but still protecting them and you protect them by knowing those warning signs and such. Yeah. So what else, what other ways have you seen are successful ways to connect with kids in spite of or using technology? Yeah. So another thing kind of along the lines of what you were just saying, my next point was engaging conversations with them about the boundaries that you're putting in place and then modeling those boundaries. Mm. A verse that really stands out to me is Philippians 4, 8 on this. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think of such things. And to me, that's just showing like the way that God puts a boundary on us, Mm. that he's not saying to us, sometimes he does, but in this, he's not saying, here's all the don'ts. Mm. He's saying, here's all the do's. And so that's a part of our boundaries that we're setting for our kids, is that we're not saying, technology is terrible. We are not going to do that. We're saying, hey, like, this is how we need to go forward with it. Mm-hmm. These are the boundaries that we need to set for that. Like you said, putting it in its proper place. I want to highlight something you said here, because it's a quotable. You'll probably see this again on social media. But you said in order to teach them about technology that we need to model it mm-hmm. too. So if we are picking up our phones first thing in the morning, mm-hmm. what are we teaching them to do first thing in the morning? If we are on our phones in a distracted manner at dinner, what are we teaching them about their yes. phones at the dinner? If we are gaming mindlessly in the evening, what are our kids learning to do for mindless activity in the evening? Yes. So I think that's sort of like an ouch point for I know a lot of parents, but we um, need to model. And I know for sure, for a long time, I was doing my devotionals on my phone. Mm. And so in the morning, it looks as though I'm on my phone. My kids see me on my phone. It doesn't matter that I'm doing my devotionals. And so it was a, a point for me that I really had to make a change because I didn't want them to think, oh, I'm just on my phone. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can say, hey, look, I'm doing 
my devos, but all, what they're seeing is mom, I'm modeling mom yes. on the phone. Yes. And so putting that down and actually having, you know, the old school book, the old school Bible, whatever it is, versus looking that up on the phone does mm-hmm. make a difference because that modeling, you know, we can talk about it all day long, but they're going to pick up by what we do. And Absolutely. so I don't know that we can stress that anymore, you know, to connect with our kids we have to show how to connect, right? We have to model that mm-hmm. that proper connection with them and with others. Yeah, and for sure, because this is about teaching them values. Right. This is about instilling in them the values that we want them to have. It's not about do's and don'ts and right. how much time and what's right and what's wrong with just a specific technology. It's about overall our values and that we're valuing connecting with each other and we're valuing family time and listening to our bodies and caring for ourselves. And that technology is just a part of that. That's right. And it's not everything that we want to look at. Yeah. And I think too, just being gentle with our children in the the changes that need to be made, just mm. like we show ourselves grace, show them that same level of grace when we're introducing those boundaries to them and just saying, okay, I'm walking with you in this and I'm seeing this that needs to change. And hey, here's an idea for us to work together on that instead of being just policing it yes. all along. Yes, it's you know, a lot of times parents will ask, you know, what am I supposed to do? What things am I supposed to be in place? How do I monitor that? And there's a time and space for that. And I'm going to ask you that question next, you know, Mm -hmm. like, what are some ways to monitor? But the reality is, it's about developing character and teaching them Mm -hmm. their own, so that they monitor themselves, because technology is moving much faster then we can move yes, and our sure. kids are going to pick it up faster than we are. And so it's impossible to 100% police technology. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what we need to do is really focus on modeling and teaching that character in our kids so that they make good decisions and it's not us policing their decisions, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, yeah. For sure. So what are some ways to sort of monitor that technology use? Do you have any suggestions you'd like to share? Yeah, I think that for like you kind of mentioned like that we need to be engaging it with with them. Mm-hmm. And so that's a tool that we can use even recognizing in our own bodies when mm-hmm. like, hey, this is enough. Like I am noticing I'm getting tired. And so just being able to say, okay, that, you know, it's time for us to quit. Like we've had fun together. Let's move on and do something else fun together. Mm -hmm. And healthychildren.org is another resource that I found. And it was like just a way to make a media plan Mm. and where you can just talk about like how much time is beneficial for this child at this age it had suggestions like if they're just a toddler like how much is enough versus a teenager and it looks very different Mm -hmm. they can handle it very differently and so um, it had good recommendations on that but then also like creating like no tech zones in your house yes where we're saying like for instance in our house we say we don't take it into the bedroom right but and they know that we charge everything in the kitchen right and so just putting boundaries in the house of this is where we have tech and this is where we don't and there's a reason behind that because you can't care for yourself when there's tech there that's right i can't tell you how many parents have come and they've quote caught you know their child with improper or inappropriate Mm -hmm. tech use or 
sending and receiving of items and you know it's it's not done in the kitchen yes you know it's done in in the quiet dark places you know in in the bathrooms or in the bedrooms and so again it's putting it in its proper place it doesn't mean you're 100% foolproof right so yes, let, for we're, sure. we're not going to be naive in saying that however I love the no tech zone, what you call it. That's a great, great one. What else? Yeah, I think another big part of it is just going to be meeting the needs that they're trying to fill with tech in other ways, like connection and Mm -hmm. just finding ways Mm -hmm. and just spending time connecting with them, like making sure they're getting their hugs every day. And when you're sitting, sit side by side and rub their back and um, engage with them in a physical way. Also um, engaging with eye contact with them, showing them that conversations do need to have eye contact and that's how you can listen to one another and connect with one another. I think of kind of all these things like, these boundaries and these ways of connecting with them like as like a meal at meals at our house that have dessert and our kids when they have like I pull brownies out of the oven or a cake or something mm-hmm. that I made for them and there's dinner sitting there alongside of it they'll take a couple bites of their dinner and they are just ready for dessert mom right. am I done here so that I can have a big piece of cake yeah but I think when we're meeting their needs like all their physical needs, even like getting exercise and like time with friends and those kind of things face to face. When we're giving them those additional tools, it's kind of like telling our kids, hey, you need to finish your meal first. You need to have this much protein. You need to eat this much of your greens. And then mommy's going to give you the big piece of cake. And when I give them the piece of cake that it's appropriate sized for a dessert instead of a huge piece that they want to be their dinner, Mm -hmm. then by the time they're actually eating that dessert, they are delighting and how sweet it is and how much they love it. And they're not worried about, oh my gosh, the piece isn't so big because they're probably not even going to finish the piece because they got everything that they needed. And it's the same with technology and keeping it in its place is that if we are filling and meeting their needs in other areas too, then when it comes to technology, the boundaries don't seem so hard Mm. because it's just another piece of the puzzle and it's something sweet that they can enjoy as well. Right, right. So in terms of connection, it's just a bonus yeah. piece rather than the primary piece of connection. Absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. I love that analogy. Well, are there any resources? I know you've already given us a couple of resources. Are there more that you'd like to have us add to the show notes and give to the listeners today? Yeah, I do have a couple. One is Covenant Eyes, and this is just a really great accountability service and also an abundant resource for learning more about the risks. But this is just something that you can put in place just to know that the sites that your kids are seeing and the things that they're exposed to are running through another filter too, not just your own eyes. Another one is access.org. And this site is really about connecting parents, teens, and Jesus in a disconnected world. I mean, it's loaded with parent guides and great conversation kits on so many different topics. And then the last one is Focus on the Family. And they have so many things to read. They have a podcast, lots of great tools there um, on so many different topics. And managing technology and parenting is one of their topics there. Yep, absolutely. There's some great resources there on their on their website. So great. Well, Teresa, thank you 
uh, for joining us. I know we've sort of just scratched the surface of this whole technology and parenting thing. We have a a whole workshop that we provide for churches and youth groups and and such. And so I know this little 20 minute time that we have together um, really just sort of does an overview. If you are listening and you're part of a group, a parent group, a a life group, a church group, a work group, and you're involved with kids and you want to have more information or would like for us to provide you that workshop or the information, definitely connect with us. That's why we're here. We want to be that resource for you. But again, thank you, Teresa, for joining us. This is the first of other times you will be here with us, I'm sure. She's smiling, so she made it through. Yes. Those of you that are listening, again, if you have any questions, you need anything from us, definitely reach out. It's why we're here to offer you practical solutions for positive change. So until we meet again. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast, where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. We invite you to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in this episode. If you have any questions or would like additional information, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at care2change.org. We thank you again and hope you will join us for more of our podcast conversations.